0: Uh, welcome to today's live Um, so thank you for the followers that we've been getting um, lately it's really appreciated that the work is getting out there and and people are starting to follow that is really encouraging so in today's video I want to um continue on the topic that i've been talking about around um white men and black women and black people and how we can create um a workplace that works for both of us for all of us um understanding that the people that are in the workplace are not just white people white men and they're not just black women or black people, that there are other people that are represented in the workplace, but I choose to just focus on those two groups because um, I represent black women in the workplace and that is the focus of my work. I just hope that other people of color or other people who who feel the uh discrimination against them who feel that diversity that the workplace is not diverse enough to include them can find themselves um in this conversation or not and that's okay so my name is busisi with i am a career coach and founder of black women in the workplace and the um, the vision really for black women in the workplace is to create or to increase the um, the representation of black women in 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 leadership positions, and to create inspire workplaces that allow their talent to thrive so I found we found that um, research shows us that a lot of black women fall along the way in their way to um, achieving career success to achieving uh, the highest level of of success in their careers they fall along the way they fall along in school they fall along in universities they fall along when um, they're starting their career because of all these challenges that affect black people as a people but also we find that the, the women that make it into those high level positions uh still find themselves facing um very huge challenges in those positions. Challenges where they feel that they don't have the power, where they feel they're not supported, where they feel they have to overprove themselves, work harder than everybody else to prove um that they deserve these positions. Where they feel alone, feel attacked, um and sometimes by their kind and where they also feel um discriminated against not just by white people um, but by black men um or sometimes even other black women so the the understanding then that um you're just pushing you're pushing you're pushing until you make it and once you make it you are there we find that that's not that's not really true when we get there we we'll also face other challenges and that has been highlighted in issues around the um, whole phenomenon of job hopping of black women or black executives uh, and it has been um, crafted or or spoken of as if it's because of um, in South Africa black economic empowerment and and the employee equity laws that allow um, for affirmative action, which means that there are a lot of. Um, opportunities for black people therefore they feel that they don't have to stay in places their job hopping looking for the highest um, paid position uh, are not willing to stay and do the work and um with the lack of understanding of the challenges that um those People who make it into those positions face um, challenges like you're giving the position but not given the power. Um, so you are given the title but you're not allowed to make any decisions or you 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 you're blocked everywhere or you realize that actually the, t- the title doesn't come with much a lot of the responsibilities are taken from you and you feel like you're now the token there <laughs> issues um and I mean, that this, this, this phenomenon has been illuminated um, in a lot of uh, books that women have written. The second one is uh, where you feel that you are not accepted, you're not part of the team, you're looked at as the other um you are not part of the network it's almost like people are waiting for you to fail so 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 it can be proven that um you don't belong here you wouldn't be here if it was not for affirmative action you're taking other people's jobs people who've worked hard people who've worked towards these positions for all these years hoping they'll get them and you come in and get this job because of affirmative action just the feeling that you are not part you're the other and also the feeling that you're you're not supported you are expected to do miracles with little um uh because the, of the assumption that you um used to working hard and just work hard you're strong and and sometimes you also confirm that by sorry i got a phone call there um so to just prove that you can do this work you know you can prove to prove that you can you're worthy so we over then then you overwork yourself and you find that that impacts on um the um, mental health of black women so they decide then to just leave that job um also the fact that the other issues around yeah not being able to speak about these things because it is seen as if you're raising the 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 race card but anyway i'm not there so where i am um is to just see from the understanding of white men corporate white men from the two videos that i've raised and uh, and one of the big issues were, were around one the feeling that um Um, corporate white men feeling that um I was not here when when slavery happened I was not here when all these laws that were discriminatory happened I was not here in South Africa when apartheid was I'm just 40 or I'm just 50 you know I was not here I was not part of this racial discrimination that I'm expected to pay for um the feeling that being white is an accusation that um i'm supposed to now carry all these um sins of my father's and my father's father's and how face that and um so the the uncomfortability with all the guilt and shame that comes with that that i'm supposed i'm shamed now for something that i i had nothing to do with and um the resistance of that no uh, i refuse i have not done anything wrong i um i've worked hard to be here i went to university i did whatever and i've worked hard to be in this job why should i now um have to pay for something that i've not done um too also it's the uh, the 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 impact that um, being called a racist uh impacts how a white person feels about themselves that it, it means I'm a bad person it means i'm a I'm a terrible person and therefore I will either define myself uh, from that or refuse to engage with anyone who sees me that way because um that means i'm a terrible person so i'm not going to listen to anything that says uh, i i am a i am a terrible i i am a racist so not wanting to get into a conversation that says but what you've done uh is racist or how i'm experiencing you is racist or how i'm experiencing this organization is very racist to me just not wanting to get into that conversation because it means i have to as a white person um engage with the guilt that comes with being the race that i that, that i am and then thirdly gosh what did i want to raise um also maybe uh close to that is the is the gosh this has been it's is that can we just move on (laughs) can we just not move on i mean we've been talking about racism forever can we just not move on um you yes your parents and your grandparents um um experience racism but we are in south africa 25 years into democracy you are educated you're the black middle class you have money can we just move on can we just move on and just do our work can we just move away from this conversation and just do our work um so that whole um someone um the the writer of white fragility robinson dr robinson i think that's her name calls it the fragility um that if we sp- speak about these issues then uh, uh, i as a white person i'm triggered i'm triggered um that i'm being accused therefore i don't want to talk about it um so understanding each other from that point of view of, of of what we what how how white people feel as as well the other issue is on on white privilege where um or oh, white people feel like but what what privilege is this i don't see it i had to work hard um i had problems in my home i had obstacles to face what is this privilege that i'm being accused of i i don't get it and i don't i don't understand it and i'm tired of working on eggshells at work and not being able to say certain things because it hurts other people and i don't even know what those things are i don't even know what to say anymore um just um the challenge of this race racism race issue being at Their faces all the time. So, um, seeing from those two perspective, and 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 now coming together and saying, how do we, how do we, what are the remedies? How do we work towards this issue? I think for me, uh, and and some of these images really come from this book, Tribalism, um, Corporate Tribalism, White Men, White Women, and Cultural Diversity at Work, by Thomas Kochman and Jean Mavrilis. Um, a lot of of these, um, solutions, um, come from them, and some of them, uh, it's it's what I've garnered from the reading that I've done so far i just believe that we um and and um so Jean um thomas Kochman and Jean marvel talk about um multicultural approach which i really love um and i think it has been il- illuminated along in diversity studies and and diversity interventions where uh, white people are, are, are assisted to understand black people for an example that if we don't look at you in the eyes not because we have anything to hide but because in our culture that is respect when we get into your office and just sit down um, and not stand and wait for you to allow us to sit down it's our culture you don't stand in front of someone who has authority etc those things have been spoken about but i think i love that they even go deeper into some issues that i never thought about for an example um in in um so so this book talks about uh, people who come from hierarchical um hierarchical cultures where there is a hierarchy someone is higher than you and there's a way that you engage with with them and in this book they talk about um hispanics uh, um mexicans um chinese Japanese uh, coming from those cultures but in South Africa that's very mainly um, black people come from those cultures where there is someone senior and and if they are senior we leave things to them we leave um, for an example they speak about the manager is your scorecard in hierarchical cultures uh the manager it's it's his job to see if i'm doing well and give me a promotion or a um or a raise it is it is not me it would be very presumptuous of me to go to my manager and say i believe i now have earned a raise because of one two three four that in a hierarchical culture would be considered insubordination. Whereas in Western cultures, you are expected uh, the individualism, the assertiveness, it is expected that you will advocate for yourself. No one will. Um, your manager really is very focused on. Uh, managing up and managing their customers really and um, the subordinates are really left to the understanding that they know what they're good at and they're really left to their own device and just rained uh, rained back when they do things that are over the boundaries but you really as a person expected to manage what you're doing and to position yourself and to uh work even higher than um so work for the job work as if you're in the job that you want dress for the job that you want and even play in the level of the job that you want whereas when you come from a hierarchical culture that would even be looked at as, as insubordination or as um a competing with your with your superior so the understanding of that that um so if i'm a if 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 you're my white manager i'm a black person and you feel And you just assume that I'm not ambitious because I don't come to you for a promotion. I don't challenge you. I don't challenge you in uh, in um, in our performance management meetings. Is not because I'm not ambitious, but it's because of how I have been conditioned in the culture that I come with. And trying to understand that um would assist in, in 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 how we work together and then it's also on on black people who come from those cultures to start learning that okay in the culture that i work in this is expected i'm expected to be more assertive i am expected to be more out there more questioning uh the other issue that they raise is is speaking up in meetings and which um the research of black women in management raised where um, in the Western culture or even with men it's it's like you have to put your word in there you can't wait until um, until you can't just raise your hand and, and wait for someone to point you just expected to speak uh, to find your space and speak whereas uh, when you're coming from hierarchical cultures it's rude you you the the leader is the one who leads the meetings the one who speaks more and then the others kind of wait um for the leader to speak for the leader to point to and therefore it becomes out of your culture out of your system of what out of what you used to 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 push in and speak up so then the understanding that the multicultural approach would be not to assume that that person is not ambitious not to assume that that person doesn't have something to say Um, not to assume that that person is not good because they don't push themselves not not to assume that the people who are more outspoken are the people who know the person might know might be really good at what they do but it's just outside of their culture of their bringing of their conditioning to push themselves so finding other ways of um, recognizing talent that is outside of, um, what is culturally acceptable and what is culturally assumed to be competence in the Western um, culture and then I also believe that um, they talk a lot in the book about how which just raised the issue of um, how white people are not comfortable with um oh the 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 whole yeah how white people are not comfortable with with race issues or how white people are not um sometimes don't understand or feel that black people play the race card all the time Feel that certain things have nothing to do with race. Why are you going towards race? This is not a race issue, and um, and also the whole politeness um, Western culture where um, difficult subjects are not spoken about. we If we don't, um, you know, don't 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 play around the honest honest nest. You know, just leave it be. Um, let's just avoid um, speaking words that um, you know that are triggering whereas black people have had to deal with many situations when they were treated in a certain way because of their race so black people feel like I don't have the luxury of not talking about race issues because i have to deal with them like it's it's easy and well for you as a white person to not want to deal with race issues because you don't have to deal with them as as they oppressed as they are ill-treated because of your race so you you can have the luxury to say ah, let's leave those things it's over it's finished it's you know it's over it's it's old it's easy for you to do that because you don't have to deal with the impact of racism on your life on what you can do every day but for black people yeah it's not it's not a luxury and also black people find it um also unfair to say that they they play the race card because they avoid um, going into this is racist or they avoid playing the race cut because of that accusation I mean it's not it's not the nicest thing to do because you know the impact on you that you're going to be looked at as the troublemaker you're going to be looked at as this person who's always um, has has to raise issues has to have issues all the time so it's not something that is fun uh, for black people so so to be said that you're playing the race card is is feels that this is a place where we deny and and I, and that's also another thing where the denialism the let's not talk about it to black people feel like uh feels like um it's frustrating because uh, for black people if you don't speak about it you can't solve it but for white people if you speak about it you're going to accuse me of being a racist and it's going to hurt my feelings and i'll just rather not talk about it you being a troublemaker now let's all love each other and and be happy why do you want to go there um, as if if we don't talk about issues then they don't exist but they do and and because uh white people are usually not very knowledgeable about race issues They don't know when they when they do things that are prejudicial that 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 hurts uh, black people so if 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 then the stance is let's not talk about it then those things continue and then black people feel that no this is not a place where i'm seen and acknowledged and it's not a place where it's a safe space for me to raise these issues then the other issue was around um the bottom line approach you know whereby whereby people feel that diversity issues um clash with the bottom line um that it's kind of nice to have um to fix representation get more black people in fix you know do diversity workshops and all that because um, yes if the company is doing well if, if if we're not in a crunch we can look at those things but if we're not doing well um, those things are not imperative they can wait um, and whilst black people feel that if this is important then it will be important even uh even if we're in a crunch if we wait for the crunch to pass when when is this going to happen and one of the remedies is to speak our languages so how do we make diversity a bottom line imperative how do we um how do we position diversity issues so that we can show the impact on the bottom line because there is if people are, are not happy they don't feel accepted and um acknowledge and sin that will impact how they, they 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 perform and that at the end of the day will impact um the bottom line so i i believe for me the biggest thing is um i believe that the biggest um solution really the big the solution that will have the biggest impact is if we all do our work i think all of us need to do our inner work i think that white people need to do need to teach themselves about history the impact of history on black people and the and the continued impact on black people because the fact that we are 25 years in south africa into democracy doesn't mean that the impact of the racist uh, racism has changed has 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 um has has gone away from black people the black tax, the um, challenges with education all of that are things that uh black people are still facing so um be educate yourself about the outlook of the other for example i watched and and it's not just for white people for everybody i watched a documentary on amazon prime around the one child policy in china and oh gosh i had a different appreciation of the challenges that the chinese women and chinese people face because of that policy but if i've never done that i would not have had that uh, appreciation so it is important that we we learn about others that are not us because we're living in a world that um that we all have to work together so i would i would i would encourage white people to read about slavery about apartheid, apartheid about um, the impact and read from black writers because um they they speak from their experiences and kind of understand from their experiences and not and not see everything as an accusation two i believe that we need i, I believe that white people need to do the work of facing the guilt and the shame of racism The guilt and the shame of coming from a people that could do that to other people because if you're not if you're not facing it it doesn't mean it's not there it is there the shame is there that i come from a people that could do that to others and i think um if we if if white people do the work of 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 digging into that and facing and understanding how it impacts them and how it subconsciously impacts them would allow for the triggering to go down and allow for the conversations to happen but if you're suppressing something and every time it's raised up it's a trigger and you feel that you have to um then you feel that you have to protect yourself so i really believe that white people need to um do the work of confronting the trauma of coming from a race that could do that to another race that will take us further than any diversity any program that seeks to just rush over the issue someone told me that um in 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 in, in germany children of na of nazis were taken through programs of learning what their forefathers have done um learning the impact and really getting into um the pain that oh uh, you know getting into the whole thing the rot the pain the, the the cruelty of the whole thing so that um so that they can work through it and, and get onto the other side not as people who are denying but acknowledging that this happened and is part of our of our of our past and and it was wrong etc so i believe that that needs to happen for white people so that we're not triggering each other so that we're all on the same page that this happened and this was wrong and and what does it mean for me as a white person living in this generation i also believe that black people also need to go into how that impacted them impacted how they see themselves uh impacted um their self-esteem i believe that why black people need to find other ways to um and I, I guess we can to 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 find their worth somewhere to to obviously you don't you don't find your worth somewhere you are born with it but to continuously confirm their worth other places that are outside of just the workplace that's why it's very important to have a side hustle a place where um there are things that you're doing that um that make you feel good about yourself so that you're not just leaning on how people t- take you at work as a place where you find um how worthy you are and i think as black people we've, do, we've used the church for that a lot but the mom but um the church can also be very highly toxic especially to women uh, i say that and uh, i stand by that uh, but it was ways that we can find uh, places that we can feel worthy accepted and not the other so it's very important that black people black women find communities find other places that make them feel good about themselves and 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 and, 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 and be seen for who they are and not just their labor so i believe that there is work in both sides and um just been reading the book uh by by uh, gosh now she's not coming to me but uh it's a new vision love um and um so basically what she's saying is that a return to love like really that when people want to be seen people want to be acknowledged people want to um to be seen to be part it's really wanting to be loved and if we if we come back i know that feels sappy and um churchy but really um it just made me realize that anger and fighting will only take us that far we need to choose our battle And maybe the love is mainly the self-love, self-acceptance that comes from doing the work, which we are able to take it into these workplaces that we work in. Yeah, let me know what you think. Thank you, BD Lifestyle, for joining. I hope this has been, yeah, the love part that you found has been helpful. Thank you.